0: The Final Fix Podcast. Here we are.
1: Hello, That's welcome to the Final Fix Podcast, Epe- episode, episode one. one. We're here to talk about uh, 2020, 2021, and, and also and also just just reminisce and reflect because we feel the like shite that it's been. <laughs> yeah, man. We, we, there's nothing to remember from this year <laughs> so we may as well just reflect no because uh see we know that a good majority of you listening are going into tier four and so you need company now more than ever and so we, we, are we, here we, to provide. we, we can provide that for you why, why why are we doing why are we doing this podcast sean
0: well it's a good outlet i guess if we want to chat ship we you know, we do that to each other enough. We think other people might enjoy us doing it. Mm. And might I mean, not.
1: <laughs> but I think this is it. We we talk we talk a lot of shit to each other, and it's it's getting kind of you know, it's getting more and more interesting, and we feel like it deserves a larger platform. And so here we are. Agreed. And so we we can now put that out to you guys, and you and you can now learn from us because we are very intellectually intellectually talented <laughs> people, and you need this more than we need you. So exactly it's it's alright we move we move yeah so basically I I just kind of thought that me and Sean had some interesting FaceTime calls that were very funny and so deserve a fucking podcast and podcasts are are cheap to come by these days you know how much it cost us like £4.80 we're here we got our mics we got our discord call fuck Craig we don't, need
0: him. <laughs> we don't need him.
1: Exactly. We're better than that. We we also are, are gassed up because we kinda of realised that we don't need Joe Rogan for a good podcast. All we need is no, Joe He
0: needs us. Exactly. Exactly. Oof.
1: Here we are. Bars, we're starting. We're starting <laughs> on people. We want all the smoke.
0: Come for us, <laughs> Joe Rogan. You
1: know, we're we're always better than him. We just we're just original in that way. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and so to, just to start, just to start it off, give a bit of context. So me and Sean uh, went to the same high school, and didn't and talk. Six to, and sixth <laughs> and didn't talk to each other. I think I might talk to you. I do remember talking to you once. Um, in, oh, the, in the in the uh, cafe. Yeah, it was. It was. This is it. I, actually, <laughs> I wrote. I wrote down. I just. I, I don't have a diary, but I wrote down everything that happened that day, and that's, oh. and that's framed on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually it's actually really really weird as well now that we've just been talking like I remember in year 7 because for exams you got put it was like year 9N were in with year 7N and I think your sister was in year 9 and I was in year 7 so we were in the same room and and so it was just me and Idris talking and Patsy was just like judging us (laughs) (laughs) I've got
0: a brother in your year who the hell is that (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, basically, since uh, we left sixth form, Sean had an absolutely banging topsters chart. And oh, I was like, you you know what? You. I know, I know mean Honestly, <laughs> I do give you credit where credit's due. Oh, and I was like, this, po- this topsters is shit. He needs more recommendations.
0: <laughs> he needs to saw
1: <laughs> And so basically, I just told him to listen to Frank Ocean's blonde. And th- there we go. Friendship sparked, as many friendships do. Frank Ocean's just, just, sad album. just Just from Frank Ocean. We just re- we just relate to Frank Ocean's sadness. It's actually
0: really. Dude, you you topsters. You you clearly so depressed with all this sad music. <laughs> Where's uh, Bond, It's uh, not on there. <laughs>
1: no, you're clearly not depressed <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually really funny as well because last night I was like, I don't know how I ended up doing this, but I literally because I was. Oh, that was it. I was watching Frank Ocean perform "Good Guy Live" because it's amazing, and I was like, "Oh, has he done Rush's live?" And I looked for that, and I was like, the only thing I could find was like looking at different set lists uh, <laughs> for Frank Ocean performances when he was performing. I was like, "Yo, let me get the the Park Life one" because um, I was lucky enough to see him. And uh, and I was like, no, I'll, I'll just I'll just make a playlist on YouTube like everything. I was just sat there, sat there, watched Liverpool fucking draw to Newcastle while listening to Frank Ocean. <laughs> and you know what? The depression was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, is that is that enough? I think that's enough uh, context for what we. Do. Oh no, we need we need to kind of go into what we what we're going to talk about. So yeah, we just talk about anything. Yeah,
0: yeah there's no. Well, we do have a bit of a. <laughs> guide for for the episode, but generally speaking, there's not really. It could this could be anything.
1: Long, or it could be an hour and twenty minutes long, or it could be twenty hours, hours one minute long. You know what I mean? <laughs> we we're, we're, we're happy to just just talk. Shit. It could be
0: a year long podcast episode because we could be recording this well into next year because we are recording this on New Year's Eve.
1: I know, man. This is it. This is, and you know what? I, I couldn't think of spending New Year's Eve in a better way.
0: Aww. My heart is going to melt by the end of this episode, bro.
1: These, these, these compliments are just going to keep coming. Don't worry.
0: I was going to say, I
1: was going to say as well that like maybe uh, this could be a little bit of inspo for you going into the new year. You know, just utilize what we're saying and just apply that to yourself. That's that's all I, I kind of want to do with this. Is just kind of yeah, put my outlook onto other a, people.
0: Yeah, in general, has been so crap that I imagine a lot of people have had sort of similar experiences to us as well. Exactly. So. You know hopefully hopefully someone can relate
1: yeah i feel like i feel like people, people can but we'll, we'll move so as this is the uh, the final fix podcast we wanted to just put a little segment into each episode of our fixes from the past week hopefully we can do weekly uploads but for the first episode i thought you know we should just do our fixes for the whole of lockdown and what's really been keeping keeping us going God. and so with that we've come through with a uh, a film a TV show and an album that we feel like you all should uh, at least least give a go, you're all in tier 4 now, so you've got nothing else to do
0: yeah, Uh, we are doing you a favor here,
1: exactly, this is why you clicked on No, it's, uh, I mean I, we we could we could start off. We both we both for the for the films that we've chosen. We've both gone for directors because we're that edgy, um, obviously. And so I've gone with Andre Tarkovsky films. You know, you know a couple of Tarkovsky films, don't you?
0: Yeah, I only know two: the um, Stalker and, and Solaris. yeah, yeah. Um, ovate 2001 basically from from what i can gather
1: coming into this second leg of lockdown or you know the last month i've just kind of decided to abandon all social media and just kind of dive into things in which i can learn from and benefit from and so i felt like andre tarkovsky's films are ones where they do a lot for whoever's watching because like i don't know how to explain this the guy is so complex but the film the films that he puts out basically half of it or half of the enjoyment comes from how you on your own experience the film he leaves it up to you like there's one one film called the mirror in which he just kind of puts out his own dream sequences and you know his life it's a very autobiographical but there's no narrative And so you yeah. just kind of sat there watching all these memories, and you just you basically just make from it what you can. And as well, the films are all fucking gorgeous. It's pretty you, ideal stuff. You, you film. always, but... you always, win. all all pose like such like fucking deep questions as well. Like it all, a lot of it addresses addresses like humanity and like art, and you know, the, my favorite is nostalgia because it basically just draws parallels between this one guy who got arrested, his family like put him under arrest because basically he was acting crazy. And then there was this other guy who went to Italy to write a book about some like 17th or 18th century artist and he just couldn't be asked anymore. And he just found parallels between him and this madman. That was really, really weird. And it was so funny because there was just one one bit in the film where the madman's got this sign that says 1 plus 1 equals 1 um, in the backdrop. And he just pours him out like a glass in his hand, like some water in his hand or something. And he just goes, one drop and one drop makes... One bigger drop, not two, and I was like, "Bro, why? Why does this make so much sense?" Yeah. It's deep. I need
0: to, I need to give him a proper go. Like, from the sounds of it, because those kind of films where it is just your own interpretation, they just mm-hmm. make for the best kind of discussion. Maybe not the most, um, not not the kind of film where you can necessarily take everything in on your first go. No, but where you and maybe other people who've seen the film can draw a conclusion on that and. I think we we have some pretty pretty good discussions when it comes to those kind of films, so I'm looking forward yeah. to watching them.
1: No, oh, yeah, I said I said I'll flog you I'll plug you the disc. So I was like, I was like nice. the one the one bad thing about Tarkovsky films is that if you try and find them online, like you're not you're not going to. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. gonna get it with computer for the collection because I'm, I'm that desperate. Def, def- Fair definitely enough. definitely worth it. Stalker Stalker stood out to me as well, which I'm kind of gassed that you want to watch yeah. as well. Because that one, there's actually some sort of story to it and some concept to it, which (laughs) makes it more engaging. And then you kind of get hit with just so much deep shit, man. (laughs) Like ah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and they all they all look good as well. Like there's so many iconic shots as well. But yeah, man, what 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 Coen Brothers films have you been you been uh, digging into then?
0: Uh, I've been. You obviously got the main ones. You got Big Lebowski and Fargo. But I think I only watched this for the first time this year yeah. uh but no country for old men I think has made its way into my top 10 films. I love that film I, so uh, much
1: it's, it's it, I think it's so mad because I don't know I just love Tommy Lee Jones in it he just seems so yeah, humble he, he
0: steals the show even even though he's out of you know him and um and Josh Brolin as as Llewellyn yeah. and um and uh, S- Javier Bardem S- yeah. as as um anton sugar <laughs> yeah obviously well, Sh- Anton Sugar steals the show. Probably more than Tommy Lee slightly, just because he is so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- how can a man with that like ball cut be so terrifying?
1: Like, bro, even even Harvey Baden, Harvey Bardem just seems like such a lovable guy.
0: And he plays such scary people. He's the he's the the villain oh, yeah. in, in Skyfall a as well, bro. isn't he?
1: It's just it's just that final that final monologue that just kind of gets me. used yeah, like, to that, that is,
0: bro, that is well, the bit the bit when um well spoiler alert but um when. <laughs> Shiger leaves leaves uh, Llewellyn's widow. Sorry, yeah. Um, in the house, and you don't know her fate. You can obviously guess because he leaves it up to chance. Mm. And the fact that he checks his shoes afterwards you now suggests the worst has happened. Yeah, but it might not. Have, you never know.
1: I think because I th- this is it. There's so much wisdom to Tommy Lee Jones's character. I feel like because I'm trying yeah. to think of some of the perceptions that I got from it. Because it's somewhat along the lines of like. Bardem's it's the like,
0: dream that he has, isn't it? Yeah. About yeah. um, yeah. him and his dad. Um, I think it's it's a way of saying that, because his dad was a sheriff as well. Mm. I think he's saying that when his dad was a sheriff, you knew who was good, you knew who was evil. There the was It was that black and white, and the, yeah. the world has changed to a point where you just don't... like. It's so much more unclear. There's so many more grey areas. I think it's just a very interesting take on it.
1: Yeah, I think that as well being that Javier Bardem is like, the ultimate evil because yeah. he, there's no there's he no remorse from that guy yeah. <laughs> there's no emotion from yeah.
0: this guy exactly that's that's what makes him so scary he's not like maniacally laughing after every murder like you know yeah, yeah, a typical yeah. sort of villain would do curling his mustache after he's just left a, a damsel on a train track or something yeah, that's a... sort of like probably his dad's perception of evil like, yeah, this guy I mean, is yeah. just blank slate
1: I guess as well. So maybe you could just say that it's a way of like not being able to define evil. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. We got we got so deep so early, bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but uh, dude, because I really want to watch him, um, a serious man. That's the, that's one that I really want to watch from the Collins, If you've heard of that,
0: I have. I have heard the name, but I've not watched it. No,
1: because I I feel like I'm trying to think, but I know that it's about a Jewish boy. Because there's a scene at a bar mitzvah where he's drugged up. I know that and I know that the ending's an uh, ambiguous one as well but I do, want, I do want to give that a go. I think that's the only one that really, like, stands out to me from the comments. Apart from, obviously, No Country for Old Men and uh, Fargo and Big Lebowski. Um,
0: it's on Think, worth a watch as well.
1: Oh, yeah, shit. And uh, old, bro- old Brother Where Art Thou as well. We used to have the fucking... We used to have the soundtrack for that. And I just... I don't know why. I think I watched it maybe a couple of years back and just, like, realising that like, the soundtrack's fire for that.
0: Yeah. I first heard of that because the, there's that Simpsons episode that's... Uh, I've got the same name where oh, Homer really. meets his his long lost brother. <laughs> uh, good episode.
1: Uh, moving on from uh, Fargo from the Coen Brothers for for your. Um, your
0: Epics, one... yeah. You, oh yeah. the Fargo TV series has become. I think after Breaking Bad, my favorite TV series of all time. It's just it's so good, uh, and it's like each season you could watch separately because they don't strictly yeah. follow on from each other. But it obviously makes sense to watch them in chronological order and. It's just stuff from previous seasons that like makes slight appearances and it might just be might just be a character who maybe died in like the first (laughs) season doing the narration in the third one or something and then you just pick up like you're like i know that voice from somewhere and it's just little things it's so like finely crafted it's that's that's where uh, it's so good
1: that's where i think that tv series like benefit from because that's what i love about breaking bad is just there's like so many easter eggs and things yeah. like that that like you can't. a lot of care it. in it, yeah. But all I know is because my dad's been pushing me to watch Fargo for a long time now.
0: <laughs> but... That's right. You need
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get there eventually. T V series aren't are my strong suit. Although I have yeah, I, I have watched, I've watched a couple over over lockdown, but yeah, because because Fargo just because see... the amount of actors they got in it as well.
0: Cause... It's insane, yeah. They yes. get like different big names each season. Like the first one you got um you got Martin Freeman and, and Billy Bob Thornton yeah, yeah. stars the show. Then the second season you got you got Kirsten Dunst, you got um you got what's his name? Patrick Wilson. Uh and what's he called? The guy who he's in he's oh, in Breaking Bad, Jesse he's Todd Plemons. and he's Essie that that's the one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I was thinking of his, his name in the show. Um <laughs> I was like, That's not his real name. <laughs> he's a, he's in lords yeah. though.
1: Jesse
0: yeah, I'm thinking of ending things recently oh,
1: yeah, man. I'll, oh you know what that, that's, that's, that's another that's another that's another, whole episode. Episode. Know, Ali another
0: dedicated episode
1: <laughs> I'm guessing they're all about like some murder because I'm, I'm going off what the actual film's about and it's just It's just witty. There's just a lot of wit
0: to it. I think you should. I think you need to watch it um, (laughs) because I don't want to give too much away. Uh I know I already came out of the bag with "No Country for Old Men" earlier. Oops. Uh, But no, I think it's one that you should. It's it's kind of about you know. specific murder yeah. or a crime but then it just becomes something so much more like oh, it just shit. involves like you see how widely it involves so many other people and it always links back to Fargo North Dakota I'll, I'll have
1: to give it a watch I'll have to give it a watch just so yeah. I, 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 can, I can we can maybe do an episode the, of... fourth se-
0: the fourth season's out now but it's not on Netflix yet so yeah. I haven't watched it they right. don't condone illegal streaming Yeah,
1: no, we don't condone that we don't condone oh yeah ever <laughs> I've never <laughs> never done that well I mean the only the only reason why uh, I got to watch this one was because we got Now TV for my my uni house. Oh yeah. And so this this, this is the Wire. Release it was Classic. released. It was released in like 2001 and went through to like 2008. Like it's old. It's old Shit. old. But it's like golden age of TV. This and The Sopranos are like the best of what TV has to offer. Because I feel like Breaking Bad's up there with them as well. And Game of Thrones would have been, but yeah. we don't. Do, it, we don't talk about. That. It maintained the quality of the first four seasons.
0: <laughs> exactly it, it just went downhill no it was so sad,
1: sad. But yeah because the wire was one that my grand my grandad was obsessed with and i just remember like the one of the characters uh omar he just had so many t-shirts with yeah. Omar on. so i was like oh you know what i'll watch it and i started watching it in uni and i watched the first season and i was like all right okay i'm getting into this because i kind of knew that each season just branched out a bit more because basically basically what it's about is just the drug game in the city of Baltimore and so you see the police trying to crack down on these dealers and then you see the dealers trying to avoid the police and it basically just takes the cop show tropes and then just adds so much more to it because the ne- the next season you're obviously expecting you know oh what happens now what happens does this guy get out of jail this that and the other and then it just starts showing you ports in Baltimore and it's just such a massive left turn (laughs) and you're you're like oh oh, right okay so what's happening here then and then you realise that the economy and you know what the city used to be and the jobs that were more prominent and so with that lack of money going into it then people get into the drug game in this sort of way third season you see how politics kind of plays a role in the city and that in that season it kind of returns back to the drug game on the streets as well and that kind of ends one story arc but it also brings up another one and then the fourth seasons of one of the best I think the fourth season The Wire and the fifth season of Breaking Bad are just two seasons of TV, that,
0: you, know, TV you, can, yeah.
1: you can't hate them but yeah Because season four kind of shows how these problems occur by looking at the school system in Mm. Baltimore and you see the lack of attention that children who need it get and how that basically turns them you know into just pawns basically they have this whole motif of you know it's all in the game everyone's just on a chessboard and the king stays the king and we're all just the little guys on the chessboard just serving a purpose basically that's just what the wire is saying and it says that this is in so many inner cities in america and it's such a such a big deal and it's so complex and systemic that you know there's no there's no way to sort of fix it or if there is it's more of just kind of pressing refresh kind of thing yeah someone's got to give with that isn't it in it man yeah because i I just saw the fact that uh, the guy who created it got invited up to talk to obama about it all he got to talk to obama about like drug control and sort of like how can we fix the inner city (laughs) stuff it's like bro he wrote a tv show you're the president (laughs) yeah he used to be a policeman like but yeah the, the, the Wire is one I definitely. There's so many like iconic characters, and the writing is so cool as well. I learned this word. They have they have they have epigraph at the beginning of each episode that basically just kind of put out one quote that you basically yeah, look, you look, look me about yeah, it. that you kind of look for in the episode. But the quote, like when you take a step back from it, it just means so much more.
0: I'm definitely gonna have to go through it.
1: <laughs> Can't watch it on now TV anymore because they got rid of season five. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> you telling me. Yeah, I had like two essays to do, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll just, <laughs> I'll just watch The Wire. <laughs> Priorities priorities obviously we can we can move on to our album picks because i know that the band is very close to you one of your personal favorites so i'll I'll let you i'll let you go so sean's uh, album that got him through lockdown was oranges and lemon from xtc
0: was for everyone who doesn't know because well i don't know how because i don't show up about it but (laughs) xtc are my favorite band of all time they're just if if you like any kind of new wave music or even just really good sort of pop music in a sense it's it's not in the sense of of you know popping the charts but it's like pop structures of songs that just work so nicely there's so much dynamic instrumentation going on the lyrics are always well always but they got they got a lot better over time a lot more insightful i think they're a really worthwhile band to to listen to and go through their discography uh and it got to the point in the summer where i clocked on that i'd i think i'd got seven of their albums on record hmm. and that's half of their discography so I thought well why not get the other half and <laughs> uh, you know I'm, I'm halfway there I might as well yeah. um, I, I had my my seven favourites at the time that wanted to you know, get the extra ones and they were alarmingly cheap I think on a- in the mall on discogs oh, uh, yeah, even, even with delivery they came to about seven or eight pounds each uh, these so like... it's cheap Yeah,
1: like old older versions, surely.
0: Yeah, yeah, originals and everything, and pretty much all of them were in like still really good condition. It's very pleased to get most of them in that time period. But when one that I came to was was oranges and lemons and. I'd only listened to it once before yeah. and I wasn't really that that keen on it. I thought it was okay, but it, I was like they definitely did better. This wasn't a high point for them. I, I bought it on 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 record just to have it in the collection. And the more I listened to it, that that was the most expensive one out of the oh, lot, shit. to be fair, cuz it was so it was so hard to find there was um, no UK copies and I've been burned by like import charges oh, and yeah, and yeah, shipping yeah. from America. Totally so I was not I was not doing that to get a european one yeah. um i think it with delivery set me back about 30 something quid which was a a fair bit for a record that i'm not completely well wasn't completely won over on yeah. um but for the collection's sake had to do it but the more i listened to it the more it, it just clicked with me it was the middle of summer listening to it and it's a very bright and 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 colorful album mm. um i think it invokes a lot of like synesthesia where you can sort of like in your mind you see a lot of what's going on with with the the noises that are being made on the, on the album oh, right, okay. i think it's very cool that it does that and it comes at the end of a sort of series of albums that XTC were doing that were very summery and bright like i know i I've, i got you to listen to Skylark yeah, at yeah, one point
1: no, I, I, I did enjoy fair, it was upbeat and just kind of you know you yeah. can't you can't not listen to it and smile yeah oh, it, it's,
0: it just it's, has that vibe isn't it yeah. So it's it's kind of continuing that that theme. Right. I think part of why I didn't like it at first was a lot of the work that XCT had done prior to that in this sort of, like, summary kind of albums thing. They'd worked with a lot of pro- professional producers, so they'd worked with John Leckie, who eventually went on to do the Stone Roses first album. Oh, uh, and he'd also worked with Pink Floyd in the past. And it, Stone Roses actually... Got him on the job because of his work with XTC. So, fun fact for you there. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, without without XTC, there'd be no mad for it, dark fruits drinking bucket hat wearing kids out there nowadays. So, you know, thanks XTC. <laughs> um, they, they, just, they just set it all off.
1: And you know, did. I don't know if I don't know if you're salty or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Leave <laughs> that one to the viewers discretion. Yeah, exactly. We just leave it um, to interpretation. <laughs> like Tarkovsky films. Exactly.
1: And we all it all links. It's all circular.
0: <laughs> Literally, we're that deep. This, is, they, they, this just... is all
1: scripted. This is all scripted by the way.
0: Oh yeah, clearly. That, an art the, for Skylark and we did um they worked with Todd Rundgren, who was notoriously difficult for, for the band to work with oh, right. because of Andy Partridge's massive ego. For Oranges and Lemons, they went with a guy called Paul Fox, who had never produced an album before in his that's life. True. So that was sort of like, after working with all them, you'd expect this one to be a bit of a decline in in quality, perhaps. Mm. But I don't think that's the case at all anymore. I think there's so much to love with that album don't think it's a perfect album by them I don't think it's my favourite album by them but I think it's bloody good it's a lot of fun in the summer couldn't recommend it higher I
1: feel like I'm gonna have to dive into XTC more because I know you've been pushing them on me a lot (laughs) I do I do but this is it I think in the past few months I don't know I think trying to write up my 2020 albums of the years just kind of made me just want to yeah. take a step back but i was going to say as well from the um from the angle of bringing in a new producer who hasn't produced before i think that's sick
0: brave move in it
1: when you bring in someone who hasn't produced before but i guess i'm guessing he would have had some sort of you know reason to be there as a producer because yeah, yeah. um i think i can't remember who it was but basically when they um put on citizen kane the guy who wrote it orson Welles, he'd never yeah. directed a film before and they just they gave him complete creative freedom because sometimes
0: it just, it just creates a masterpiece, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just like when you've got no limits or you know, no sort of box of what you've got to do and what you need to do to make a good film, when you haven't got those constrictions, like you can just do everything you want, and that's where things just get more interesting and better, in my opinion.
0: Imagine from the same the same case with Awesome Wells and Paul Fox. It's an interesting <laughs> comparison know, to draw. Uh, ra- random LA producer from the eighties to one of the. Arguably, greatest actors. Icons. Yeah, that, that's, um, that's, the only that's just what we about, do on the show. That's exactly. just that's we, just we, how we just, roll. We,
1: we just bring in that much knowledge because we are we are both intellectuals.
0: Absolutely. When there is a when you are <laughs> citing this podcast on JSTOR <laughs> in a few years, your uni essay, the comparisons of Paul Fox, and, <laughs> and awesome. wells.
1: Awesome no, you are going to thank you're, us. You know, it's actually really really funny. You, we just, I've just kind of said that we're both intellectuals, and so I'm just going to use that. And completely contradict myself by saying that. Um, so for my album, I'm I'm going to start off with the uh, hundred gecks <laughs> Because.
0: Uh, why my name goes first on RPHD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: I was just I was just dragging you back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was too busy
0: just dancing to noise. <laughs> Joe was the dead weight on this project. Yeah. All up, all up. I would like to thank Andy Partridge. Joe's like, I want to thank Dylan Brady and Laura <laughs> Leslie. Brain damaged. Start asking how big's your truck, though. That's <laughs> all I do. No, because
1: my mate recommended 100 gigs to me, like, beginning of the year, maybe towards the end of 2019. And I honestly just first mate, listened- hate you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> 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 no, but I just, I just fell in love with it, and I, it was just music that I could listen to and not be asked about. But it was just so fun, and so then with that, because Dylan Brady produced Charlie XCX's "How I'm Feeling Now," the one that she released this year, which I also love, and then I was like, oh well, uh, Fantano you know Lord and Savior Fantano he <laughs> he gave uh, Charlie XCX's last album Charlie the album of the year in 2019 and I was like I was pissed at the time because I was like ego deserves this ego deserves this <laughs> and so I was like oh, I'll give it a go and so I gave it a go and was like uh, it was it was all right I don't I don't see the appeal though and then I think just w- looking at so many like music meme accounts on Instagram I was like oh i'll give it another go and then gave it another go like not look back since like the album's so it's just fun the first track is unbelievable
0: first one to, yeah, yeah when i listened to it that was the one that i was like all right this is pretty good
1: like ne- next time it's just Charlie, yeah. like it's just so energetic the, the the production's unreal it's so crisp to say that it's a freaking hyper pop album and like you compare it to how i'm feeling now and it's just on a different level just in terms of how like pristine it feels but yeah, because there's so there's so many quality tracks on that album, like as well. I didn't realize how much pop appeal that it all had as well. Because 1999 is a fucking like that's a big song, I think anyway. Oh, no comment. <laughs> Why well, do you not like
0: it? I am not the biggest fan. I, I I can't lie.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, but I feel like it's 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 like a big song in terms uh, yeah. of. Yeah, I feel like that actually got a claim, but. Um, no, nah, because when what, what I'm going when I'm going through the track list now, I'm just kind of thinking because the uh, blame it on your love chat with Lizzo that got a lot of heat and yeah. Gone with Christine and the Queens like that like they actually got so much appeal which I thought was so weird when looking at the rest of the tracks like Click is such a banger mm-hmm. uh, Kim Petras's verse is amazing and then the final tracker 2099 is so sick as well like i don't know i don't know how to describe this album because if you if you're used to listening to like whatever's on the radio like this is that but you just add so much weirdness to it and then make and then make the production like unreal so this whole this album, like I just remember, it was like a period of like a month. It was all I was playing.
0: Definitely, like interesting that because um, I, when I first heard of Charlie XCX, it was she was featured on Iggy Azalea's "Fancy." Yeah. That was where I first heard of her. There was that what "Boom Clap" song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the boys. One, yeah, I just well. was, uh, yeah, that one. I knew that one as well. Yeah. I thought she was just not, you know, average pop artist. Nothing, you know. Exactly. But then it's it's interesting to see she's sort of like leading the way for this. New sort of branch of pop music, you know. Even if I'm not the biggest fan of it, you know, it's something that you know <laughs> to keep we my eye on. It. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's shut half of half of the podcast hate me for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but it's it's definitely something to keep your eye on, even if even if you aren't a, a huge fan yeah. of it. I there's there's, that's there's that's interesting that's things brewing in the Charlie Camp. To
1: fair, I feel like imagine being proper proper fan of charlie xcx back in like 2013 and then seeing like where she is now like i'm trying to think of people who, who would have stayed around because like she did pop Two, which was like the first collaboration she did with ag co and like that that sounds completely different i don't really want to listen to anything before that but i don't know
0: yeah. i can't remember the name of the album but she did a i think it was like her 2014 album or something like that there's a really good sample of um oh, what's the song called a dream goes on forever by Todd Rundgren, who is another one of my favorite artists. Oh, sure. um, she, she was she was doing cool stuff even back then. Yeah. Might have, it might have been more under the radar, but mm. I think, I that think was like what jumped out at me as like, hmm, there's something cool going on here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the person, the person that she is, is just. I feel like when she was making like pop bangers or whatever, or getting the radio play, she just kind of felt that it wasn't really her, what she yeah. wanted to do.
0: Being fulfilled, yeah,
1: and so and so obviously you know you kind of branch out, which is one which is one thing I like about like that's what an artist should do is just continue to progress. That's that's very
0: respectful yeah.
1: That's what I, that's what I hate about. Well, this is a whole other conversation in itself. But that's, <laughs> what, that's what I don't like about when fans are like, "I wanted you to sound more like this album that you released two yeah. years ago." Because in actuality, no one's the same person after two years. So, yeah. Which brings us on to our next topic. Very, very well. See, like I say, scripted show. Um, <laughs> with 2020 being the year that it is asking feel <laughs> like no one's had a good 2020. So instead of asking. How good the year has been for you. I just kind of want to bring up, you know, how has twenty twenty helped you grow? Because I think spending so much time by yourself with the same people, all you can kind of really do, or how you can only really benefit from it, is just kind of, you know, your own personal goals and you know how you evolve in that sense. I think
0: just having that period of time, you know, because we we're both uni students, we both Mm. had to come back home and basically sit around and twiddle our thumbs for six (laughs) months. Um, I think in that time, it just helps you kind of appreciate your own company a little bit better because I think at uni my my timetable is just so hectic because outside of obvious uni work, there's there's I'm in a band, you know, mm. subtle plug at our <laughs> we'll, band. We'll we'll get that, we'll get that later.
1: We'll get that later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that out of the way later. <laughs> uh, but just i just always got something on at uni which is a good thing obviously because you know i feel like i'm always sort of working towards something but it can be kind of draining so having a, a couple of months where i could just get back to a point of appreciating my own company a little bit better yeah. um uh, it was it was definitely refreshing so I'm, I'm not necessarily grateful that a pandemic has engulfed yeah. <laughs> the entire world but the slight silver lining was yeah, got- like a little bit better yeah
1: yeah you got to take from it what you can now because i feel like i feel like like i'm the exact opposite (laughs) like my uni (laughs) my uni schedule is so minimal and (laughs) i'm in for like six hours or you know whenever i pick my modules i always picked it so i did four in one term and two in the other so you know Mm. coming into this term i'll be in for four hours a week and it's like i was using the time outside of that just not very (laughs) usefully Yeah. it was just a lot of like mind numbing stuff because it was it's was just so easy for me um and so with lockdown it was just kind of like right <laughs> i, I want to be productive now but i feel like that's come at the worst time because i've got you know <laughs> i can't really go outside and do shit or you know yeah. basically just made everything that i kind of want to do a lot harder but nah i think like you say that that time that you have with yourself just kind of makes you appreciate yourself that bit more and that, like and this is it you you do you just grow
0: absolutely
1: because because you know there's nothing there's nothing better to do <laughs> you know yeah, in, in, a, in a sense you know you kind of you want to make something positive and something productive out of it and so that's what you do you just kind of look in and you grow but I think this is it this last uh, month or so I've gone without social media and all I've tried to do is just learn from what I can because that's it. I just want to make myself a better person and make myself
0: more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just
1: make myself more comfortable in who I am because I feel like for a long long period of time I haven't. I've just kind of catered to what everyone else wants from you. And it's
0: like yeah, well, I can't be asked anymore. Well, that's very respectful. I'm glad you've come to that know, conclusion. This is, this so is proud a, and
1: that and that basically is peaked with this podcast. So uh. we need to keep going. <laughs> 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 well
0: with that, uh, how do we think that with the the good news that a vaccine's on the way to us, what do you think that 2021 is going to hold for you then, with the last year considered?
1: F- Fingers crossed, we get out of Tier Four as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to jinx that or anything, but
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <We extended laughs> I mean, for two more years next week, as you said. I-, I
1: don't even know this, but I don't watch the news anymore because it is like they don't know what they're doing, and they so, don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's no answers there. Absolutely, just just chill and do your thing, uh, but. 2021, I think uh, knowing more about myself and what makes me just kind of operate well. <laughs> I think getting just getting more organised. Like I need to sort out stuff to do after uni, which is is one <laughs> is one whole thing.
0: That that's a scary thing on the horizon. But
1: other than that, I think being stuck in one place for so long just kind of makes me want to go outside more. And I just had this yeah, like, yeah, I just had cool. this idea of finding like cheap train tickets or whatever and just going somewhere and just walking around because I feel very,
0: like, um, very eternal sunshine kind of vibe. That yeah. in it
1: with, with that as well. Like I kind of want to I want to write more because I feel like with my uni degree the amount of stuff that i'm writing and just writing it while thinking i don't want to write about this is getting to me so much
0: yeah no i agree i
1: just have no motivation to whereas you know when i sit down and start writing i'm just like i could be writing anything right now yeah i feel like this is it once if i keep in a a routine and just keep that going and then hopefully you know benefit myself
0: yeah down for the next couple of months and then you can use all that energy on something you actually want to do. Exactly. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting prospects. Yeah.
1: And uh, I mean, to be fair, I'm thinking of uh, exciting prospects. I, I want to I try and get into music a bit more and start writing yeah, that yeah. as well. Get get in my get in my poetic bag Start writing bars <laughs> and start doing something with that because I think the one thing with music is just. I have no clue <laughs> of like yeah. all the
0: technicalities of it. You know
1: you've got you know you've got uh, we've we, we've got we've got, got a on production. We've, yeah. From from that, I mean, you, you've got a pretty exciting year. Fingers crossed on the car. Yeah,
0: if COVID permits, we've got a lot of well, not a lot, but a handful of gigs planned with with the band. Um, because we've got we've literally about two weeks ago finished recording our first proper EP. So that's pretty exciting. We did a live one. It was released in May and it was mostly just done so we could flog it to labels and stuff like that. But this is the first big, proper Chihuahua project. It's a culmination of everything we've been working towards since we started the band at uni. Uh, I'm so excited for it to come out because it was sounding massive. Recorded it at 80 Hertz Studios in Manchester. A lot of big names have been recorded there. You know, they got the... Alumni of New Order, Anderson Park, Lady Gaga—they've all recorded stuff there. So a little bit different to those three, but you know, we have great same <laughs> areas they But, but so.
1: just just as good in terms of the quality. Absolutely. From, from what from what I've heard of, you know, what the sound is going to be, like I'm 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 gassed for this. I'm so gassed. Oh, I just, I just want to hear what it sounds like.
0: Can't wait for you to hear it. You no. know, and all these gigs are hopefully going to be know promoting the VEP. hopefully we're going to finally have a physical release try and get these out on on cd and maybe mm-hmm. vinyl as well so no. it's cross for that. Exciting.
1: That'd be exciting. That'd be sick. I feel like as well. What would be cool is if we did a, a listening party for it. Ah, uh, I'd love it. I feel like I feel like a podcast listening party. <laughs> you just, yeah. just just listen to me being like, "What the fuck, bro?" <laughs> for twenty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> no that's that sounds sick. But anything else apart from the uh, the band?
0: Uh, I think like you want to get into you know more solo music we might have something on the cards there mm. um, so fingers crossed for that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and just generally keep on keeping myself you know keep reading more um, yeah I want to read more, more as well use my time a bit more productively I guess yeah, uh, which I think I've been I've been going in that direction since this year since sort of like being back at, at uni after lockdown have been trying to use my time a bit more wisely and I'm, I'm hoping to just keep getting better at that basically i
1: think that's that's one thing as well as just i kind of want to utilize my time in like ways in which i feel happy utilizing it because yeah. it's so easy for me to just to do nothing all day
0: sometimes that's necessary as well since we recorded this ep and that was just come off the back of um doing an absolute shed load of uni work mm. i needed just like the last week or so to just do nothing which i have I've, you know i've just been sat around pretty much
1: um, I think I think this is it I'm like the exact opposite like I feel like I've spent too much time just, <laughs> just doing just doing nothing just kind of feeling like right I need to do something now even if it is just like because I, I consider like watching a full film to be productive so the films that I end up watching they are just
0: <laughs> learning in a sense isn't it?
1: yeah exactly and so just like yeah spending my time on like things that I, I feel like I can benefit from instead of just getting lost in like fucking Instagram feeds and YouTube yeah. videos and shit because I just do it too often but um like as we as we both said coming into our uh, final year of uni it only only makes sense just to round out the uh, podcast with some uni experiences and you know what what we'll take away from our our uni experience
0: <laughs> what we'll miss <laughs> I
1: was going to say that as well like I didn't go to uni like right yeah <laughs> prioritizing the degree and being like right I need to get a first so that I can go on and yeah. do this I just I just went the, I just went for the crack like it's, it, and it was it was, it was <laughs> fun I mean sometimes should be the
0: main to go to uni absolutely no
1: nah, because I think when when I went I got put in it wasn't like a one like halls it was just like different houses and so there's eight yeah. people in each house and so it was just so much more accommodating like it felt like you had like some little community or whatever because you just had a massive kitchen kitchen had a massive table as well so like pre's was mad mm-hmm. and, and then because it's a campus uni like the um, the SU is basically where the majority of good nights out were anyway but yeah no because we, we end up like just finding people on nights out and stuff that was it when I went to uni I was just kind of like I want to just talk to people and just like you know make make new friends and just kind of be as freaking extroverted as I can you know I spent so much time in
0: yeah <laughs>
1: And just like make the most of it while you can. But I feel like that's it. A lot of people, a lot of people in third year, it is. It's just kind of like knuckling down and stuff. And I'm still at the point where I'm like, yeah, so we'll be we drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so from first year, I was out in this guy. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. But like uh, living in that like house or whatever. it's like a hut. you called them the Z sheds. Zed
0: sheds. because
1: it was the Zed block of the accommodation. Ah. And they were all just like huts and then everyone hated on them, but like they're probably better than like maybe what sixty percent of the uh accommodation there. And so definitely better
0: than my um halls at uni. That's like a Russian gulag, honestly. <laughs> they I was go-
1: I was gonna say it's like I prefer that because it feels like you actually are entitled to like talk to them. Whereas if you're just in halls, like I feel like so entitled just to stay in my room and do nothing. Like I wouldn't feel the need to kinda go out but yeah no there was one guy and basically he talked he, I think I talked to him once maybe like a couple of times if he'd actually come up for prees or whatever but no the one time I talked to him he literally came in on like the second day or whatever of freshers week and was just like bro I've won 900 pounds on this poker game I was like right <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> what, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and so and then like yeah, never really talked to me again <laughs> but um, me and my mate because my mate lived next door to him and was like can you not smell, like, how awful <laughs> the stench is in here? I was like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, it's coming from his room, because my room stinks as well. <laughs> and um, so we ended up, like, nipping into his room once, just to see what it was like, and honestly, it was like, apparently he just stayed up all night to like, 4am playing poker. Like, he, de- he definitely had a gambling problem. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> He just had like chili sauce dripping all over the floor. He had like so many like pizza boxes like on top of each other. And then like you know like when you cook pasta and it just gets all solid in the pan. Yeah. He just had that on his desk. Oh. <laughs> and then and he just he just had earbuds earbuds all over the floor. It was like <laughs> no, no. And then he start he started like taking them out like into like the corridor. And so and this is it. Like I'm at the point where I was like, what? Like why can't we say anything? looking yeah. back on it now I was like why didn't we say something but as well we got one of our mates who was like when he was when he's drunk just no filter it's so funny and um, <laughs> we just got him to like go in there and just just go into like this little not even like a corridor just this area where you know where he leaves his room and he, and he just sat there and was just like bro it smells like someone's died in your room <laughs> which did and later on in the night he just stormed out of his room I was like who said that who said that shit who said that shit about my room who said that about my room it was just like tidy your room man. what, <laughs> you know what I mean you beat someone up your room's still going to stink like because it, it got worse as well like I didn't really spend a lot of time there for the second semester but my mate who lived next door to went in and filmed his room again and he had like a piss bottle and stuff and it's like nah can't, that can't run and to be fair he was stealing food that pissed me off oh yeah it's yeah ice cream story. <laughs> yeah ice so. cream yeah I had like ice cream left in the freezer and then I opened it and was like there's nothing here like what the fuck my food would go missing anyway and I was like right so I know what's happening here then what I did was I just like once I finished the tub of ice cream uh, I wrote in the lid being like yo stop stealing my fucking food <laughs> <laughs> and I just shoved it in the freezer, and I was like, "I'm. Ga- I think he saw it. I'm. If he did yeah. see it, I, I hope okay. he fucking did." I'm guessing. I'm mean, to being too fair to say that you were in the gulags. I'm guessing you didn't have any experiences like that, or. Uh,
0: I don't think I had any. Oh, we had one. I don't think we had a flatmate as bad as that. <laughs> um, but we just had, had a flatmate that was like a massive snake. Yeah. Um, and so, like when when um, other flatmates would have like people round and stuff. Would be like straight on the phone to like uni security and stuff like it. Oh, it smells like weed and stuff like that. Oh my God, uh, yeah, no, she grassed um, on one of my flatmates, got and it ended up getting him like a hundred pound fine because he had like weed on the table or something like that. Oh, uh, oh, and it was just, oh. like, the worst kind of flatmate. Like, if you've got a problem, she yeah. would never, like, say it to everyone. She would just, just you know, report if them. it's going to be a new problem, just come and say it. Like, and, you know, we can sort it out. But it was just the worst kind of person who was just, like, go behind your back with everything. Yeah, no. Nah, terrible. That, that, that can't, Thank right. God she moved out <laughs> eventually.
1: No, nah, yeah, I think, uh, other than him, I mean, we did try to report him, to be fair, but that was it, it as well. Oh, that was it because when the cleaners would come round, he'd just, like, take the piss out of them. <laughs> And they just shut the door what? on them. Yeah, man. Because basically, basically, he knew his room was filthy, <laughs> yeah. but he just rather you know lie in it than fucking sort it out. Like <laughs> I remember, I remember the first time I saw his room. I think that was like the first time I felt like inclined to clean my room, <laughs> like just <laughs> just there. And then I was like, that is awful.
0: <laughs> Do not want to get to that point. In, in yeah. it,
1: in it. <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I can't live with that. now. Nah. But to be fair, other other than that, I, I think first first year was just where it was at for me. It was like. We ended up um, we got Monopoly because we were like, oh, we'll just play board games, whatever. And as well, drinking Monopoly is such a fun game. Yes. It is. <laughs> but like, what we did was we'd have three goes each, and then we had like a tub of all these forfeits that um, whoever lost would have to do. And so you know, we pick one out and then play the game, and then whoever lost, obviously, yeah. And um, some of the ones that we had, oh, that was it. One of the ones that didn't end up coming into fruition was uh, message your mum that you got a girl pregnant. <laughs> and, uh, that is that, a good, isn't it, it? But no, that didn't. That, that didn't happen. Unfortunately, is it? But this is it. This is all. All the fun of it. It makes it more <laughs> interesting. And so, one of the ones that I did was because uh, we were in the Z sheds, and there were like, tw- I think we were in the the last one that was 21 so there was obviously 21 of these and they were like alright go into well, the one that's opposite us and just oh that was it yeah say so go for a shower in another Zed shed <laughs> and so I end, knocked on the door it was just like these 8 girls looking at me be like uh. I was like shit yeah uh, our, sh- our, our shower's not working and I've been round to other Zed blocks and no one's letting me in <laughs> like, can I have a shower <laughs> just let me in <laughs> I just sat let you and- have one yeah let me have one I went, oh. in-, I went in on a two minute shower and just did it
0: <laughs> Very kind of them.
1: In it, I feel like they were kind of intimidated. I had one of my ma- one of my mates was just like squatting underneath this window, filming me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It, too it, it, it funny. And then one guy who he who lived with us, he just didn't say anything. He was like, oh, whenever we played Monopoly, he'd just be so out of it, and I don't know why. But to be fair, he'd come downstairs every morning and have like this ribena, and then my mate walked in on him putting vodka in it. <laughs> So for the whole year in the morning You've been having fucking vodka and (laughs) ribine (laughs) <laughs> I'm like right okay <laughs> yeah so like whenever we play Monopoly with him like we just take advantage because he was always out of it so we ended up doing like the majority
0: of them you think his tolerance would be like well high from all being.
1: I, I honestly don't know <laughs> like, sure, like you say it makes sense doesn't it but no he, he just wasn't he just was so Undefined. out of it to be fair oh no yeah because he that guy he had so many like well at least two like experiences where because you, you have the street team you have someone like that where you have a group of volunteers who just like pick people up who are drunk or too drunk what
0: no <laughs> do <Did> you not
1: <laughs> no we, had, we oh, have, we, we, have, have
0: the, the, with that. we
1: have the street team basically because everyone goes to the SU so yeah. they have like a van that like drives people around or whatever and drops them off at home if they're that drunk like, that's pretty good
0: pretty good yeah. system
1: <laughs> but, but yeah so me and my mate went home one night and were like right you're gonna be alright on your own aren't you he's like yeah yeah I'll be fine and um we go back home, and the next thing you know, the street team are at our door, and he's there with, like, a massive bandage around his head. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck have you done? And so we start, like, looking after him. And, and, like, I don't even... I don't know what he did, but he, like, banged up his chin and his head. And to be fair, there was, there was one point as well. It was my birthday. It was my 19th birthday, and um, we were just came out of the SU, and he was just walking, and basically... There's like this, just like this, like little platform or whatever, and so he was just walking on this, like balancing, trying to be on a tightrope, and he didn't. And there's a bridge, like over the top of it, that like leads you into the SU, and he full on just smacked his head on this bridge and just decked it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, man, He's a crazy guy. <laughs> I, w- I would, I would say it was never a dull night, but he never really talked so.
0: <laughs> some more Ribena in him. In
1: it, man. Get some more morning Ribena. Perk him up a bit.
0: Just gonna say, your shower story is reminding me of, of something that happened recently. Because when we moved in our house for this year, a couple of months ago, yeah. um, our shower didn't have, like, a, it's just got a window, like, right next to it. But it's like a frosted one. So, like, someone looking out of the window ain't going to see you or anything. Mm. Uh, they might just see, like, your outline but that's not so bad when you're having a shower in the morning that is one night i was like i think come back from a music rehearsal and i was sweating like mad so i was like i need to yeah. go clean up i was having to shower. like it's so dark outside that for anyone looking out it must be so visible to what's in so i asked the others i was like could you just go outside and, and have a look and then i hear like laughter erupting and i start seeing phones getting pulled out so i'm like oh no um and then i get sent a video into into the snapchat group chat and you can full on see like you know my meat and veg like i'm fully exposed like so i was like right i'm not having a shower anymore at night
1: yeah that was a a... (laughs) that's a violation it
0: was yeah we were like straight to the landlady like can we please have some blinds to put up (laughs) Bro, I, nah I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not good for the exhibitionists, is exactly.
1: it? But to be fair, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if an exhibitionist like coming through in stoke just yeah. You know. <laughs> to be fair, we did um our house has like the back of it, it had like this little pathway and so like in the evening you could see like people there and like druggies or whatever. <laughs> We were, like, just hanging out there. It was like, right, okay, then. So we we might, <laughs> we might need something to block off that path into our back garden. Yeah, yeah. Because because my rooms are like the very back as well. So it's like the closest thing to. Trying <laughs> to so think of like drunk experiences as well. Did you have any like socials or anything? Or did you?
0: Um, no, I didn't. I kind of stayed clear of like a lot of the societies For and really? stuff. I went to a few of like the. Politics ones, which were nice, but I didn't you know not to stick around, oh, yeah, okay. and just because like my time was just occupied with a lot of band stuff. Once that started to take off, oh, so shit, okay. and but now it was just mostly nights out with um its like friends and stuff. Yeah, no, nah, yeah,
1: because I because I, I joined basketball because I think um yeah, yeah. from ha- from yeah. high school yeah exactly it just benefits <laughs> from it. so I ended up like going socials with them and that was so fun like I'm I'm glad it was what it was like it wasn't as intense as like a rugby social because that shit just seemed, yeah yeah. Like,
0: to... yeah that's like oh i dare you to piss in my mouth mate <laughs> yeah. i dare
1: you to get that's, naked that's just that's just casual isn't it but it's yeah. not gay it's not gay it's <laughs> not, not gay, not gay. No,
0: we but said dare's that. a dare we, we said, we said dare that. me to put you
1: out well <laughs> 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 as, long as, <laughs> as long as you say no homo it's calm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no no unfortunately there wasn't anything like that but um oh, <laughs> unfortunately I mean I mean I am social secretary so I guess like, I can fix like it, things, I, can, yeah. I can fix it in, in like what the three months that I'm going back <laughs> <laughs> that like some of the stuff that we had to do for that and some of the initiation kind of thing was um, we did Amy Wine Hands, so basically they just play like rehab or whatever, and you just got neck a neck bottle <laughs> of wine before the end of it. That was <laughs> That's pretty good. If you were late or if you weren't like dressed in proper attire, because like we'd have themed nights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so there were punishments of like, um, oh, what was it called? It's called a triathlon. Where basically, did you, have, did you ever have snake bites? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, so you had one pint of snake bite and a bottle of VK and a shot of like, they made you have like. Some dodgy ass uh, whiskey, and, oh, and so you had to do that in a minute, and then like, <laughs> and like what? yeah, and then like one of the first socials, this guy does it in like thirteen seconds, <laughs> and so it's like, and then he just bombed straight away. I don't think I was there for that though, but, <laughs> but no, and then, to be fair, one of my proudest achievements, I managed, I managed to do it in. I think it was like i did it in like 11 seconds that was that was that's one of my personal achievements and to be fair i feel like if i did that if i did that now i probably i probably would just black out yeah. i haven't i haven't drank in ages that's one of the things that lockdowns proper bummed me out about because i feel my drinking tolerance is down and i can't i can't go out and just drink i didn't yeah. I never realized how drunk i was until i got home
0: <laughs> <laughs> um for us in, in second year we we started doing a five-a-side team just as like a laugh yeah. uh and just just for something to do mm. and so it, the, the usual routine for me on a wednesday would be like band practice uh five aside then straight to the pub and it was an sometimes a night out if we were feeling a bit cheeky yeah. five aside had i'm sorry to generalize but it's given me a strong disdain for boys from the south because <laughs> we would all what, against some like six and a half foot giant from london <laughs> wearing full like Chelsea or Arsenal kits oh, or something no. and be like, oh Wesley Wesley on my head son on my head and then it would just be like oh, shut up and then we'd always get thrashed yeah. so I'm not bitter I'm not bitter <laughs> he's not sorry <laughs> he doesn't hold anything against them, no but it was just so annoying just hearing the London slang all the time
1: Yeah, I don't know I feel like a lot of guys who play football it's like you just kind of you, I don't know you feel like you're old a lot and so yeah, you just, you just kind of Get that cockiness from him, whereas I just feel like it's funny because it's just easy to take the pace. Yeah, this is it. it, it you know, they'd
0: always be driving around in their um, like we'd always just walk to the place, and then they'd they'd all drive home in their like Vauxhall Corsa or something, fly off to pick, pick up fourteen-year-olds in the McDonald's <laughs> car park, or something you know, yeah. b- blasting a bit of Drake out the windows. Right, sure. Like, sure. No. Like, you're very mature, mature for your age. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sure. 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 Stop! I can't. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to react to this?
0: (laughs) <laughs> you don't need to say because hey, no, you know it's true. You know what? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I, I think I think that's a great place to uh, end, end, end this episode of the, uh, of the Final, <laughs> Final Fix podcast. I feel
0: like it was a, it was a good bit, good bit of fun. I definitely
1: would do it again. <laughs> Four out of five stars. But um... that
0: brings us to an end of the first episode of the Final Fix podcast. If you've listened all the way to the end, I thank you very much for listening. And I know Joe would say the same as well, were he here. If you enjoyed that, please tune in again next week when we'll hopefully have another episode out. We're going to try and do this weekly. And apologies for the slightly dodgy audio through the whole thing. We did it over a Discord call and we're still kind of finding our feet with the whole podcast thing. So hopefully that'll improve next week. But in the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram at Your Final Fix. There's a link in our Instagram at the minute which takes you to our Spotify playlist which features some of the songs mentioned in the show today as well as a few others that helped us get through lockdown. So we implore you to check that one out too. You can also follow me and Joe individually. I'm Sean LBD, and Joe is very topically Jovid19. Also, at the time of recording this, we learned about three days ago that the icon, the legend, MF Doom, had sadly passed away. And me and Joe are huge fans of Doom's stuff. So we just wanted to say at the end of this, rest in peace to a modern hip-hop and musical legend, MF Doom. Thank you for listening again, and I hope to see you again next week. Goodbye.